0: Just like most episodes, this one contains strong language. Who are Kenyatta and Jack?
1: We're just friends who are Gen Xers, former Air Force brats, parents, taxpayers, and citizens of the earth.
0: And we're here to save it, one podcast at a time. Hey, guys, it's editor Jack from the future, and I want to apologize. I have no idea what happened, but when we recorded, there is just some weird background sort of hum. And try as I might, I just can't seem to get rid of it. There is a period at roughly the 30-minute mark where the hum in the background, I do know what it is, though, and in Oklahoma at noon on Saturdays. Tornado sirens are tested, and um, that's what that particular part was. And also, at times, the audio is sort of uh, up and down volume wise. Volume wise, and I tried to fix that uh, as best as I could. I'm not entirely sure what is going on, but over the last I don't know, six weeks or so, the recording from Zoom hasn't been particularly fantastic. And I'm trying to look into some uh, other hosting recording platforms. So uh, I just want to apologize, but still, please give it a listen and uh, have a good one.
1: Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, gender fluid friends, and everybody in between, and all spectrums of the rainbow. You are lucky enough to be tuning in to another episode of Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. We are here continuing our never-ending mission of saving the world, a conversation at a time. With me is the everlasting Jack. Hi, Jack. Hey,
0: Kenyatta. I mean, I know the answer, but you know. Our listening friends don't, so how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And listening friends, if you didn't figure it, yes, I'm Kenyatta. And yes. and, and together we are once again trudging up that everlasting hill, trying to push the boulder up to the top. Yeah, We're almost, we're almost there.
0: <laughs> As we're recording this today, everything is thrown off for us because uh, for whatever reason, none of our family wanted to rearrange thanksgiving because we normally record on thursday evenings none of our friend our family would move thanksgiving so we would could record so we figured rather than inconvenience them, we'd do this on a saturday morning so we're just completely if we're out of sorts that's why
1: <laughs> yeah i mean we'll 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 get the tray on the tracks we do that that's what we do but yeah we're just we're a little shifted out of the usual so bear with us yeah I mean, but, uh, I think
0: it was selfish of those, you know, 40, 50 other people to not completely rearrange their schedule for what's best for Kenyatta and I.
1: The audacity, the cheek, the gall, yeah, the gumption Yeah, the mm, horribleness mm, of mm. it. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess we'll have a whole year to
0: work on them being a little more accepting of our podcast next year. I should think so. <laughs> I should think so.
1: I'll make some notes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So- Speaking of one year, though. next friday is a little anniversary for us
1: yes yes listening friends yes if you've been with us from the beginning you'll know that next friday marks our one-year anniversary for this particular podcast and we were just talking offline about we can hardly believe it yeah it's wild it's wild definitely crazy it is it's been a wild ride and i've been loving every moment of it so I I have too. Yeah. There you go. So, listening friends, stay tuned. If you happen to follow us on um, our social media, which we are currently on, both Facebook and Instagram. Who knows that might expand in the coming year. There
0: there might be new social medias coming on. Thank goodness we never opened a Twitter account, huh?
1: Yeah. Get our our next step is to get on Parlor. So. <laughs> Yeah. Check that. True social. <laughs> we'll be welcome on true Social. <laughs> so yeah, hold on, hold your breath for that coming soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: if you if you follow us on the socials, be on the lookout for a little, a little post um, that we'll we'll have up and running for that first year anniversary. And again, we obviously um, we do it anyway. But the fact that you guys are here listening to us uh, makes it all that much more. Fantastic! So, thank you. Thank,
0: yes. you, thank you, thank you. Yes,
1: thank you. And share with your
0: friends. Yes, make yes. make our podcast go viral.
1: Indeed, the, the more <laughs> the more company, the better, and we don't even have to clean house. All right.
0: Yeah, because <sighs> if you guys share, and twenty people listen, and then they share to another twenty, and then another twenty people listen, by the end of our second year anniversary, we could have seven point eight trillion listeners. Because so of not maths.
1: O- yes. <laughs> and not only will be not only will we be saving the world, we'll have taken it over. Yeah. So yeah. Spread the word.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and we we promise we'll be benevolent, uh, equitable leaders. So don't be afraid. Okay. That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Moving Whoa, on. Huh? <laughs> some, some WTF moments. In- as usual, that that garden of WTF moments is full, flourishing, full bloom. It's really happening.
1: <laughs> it's it's fragrant. It's fragrant right now. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It really
0: is. That is some fertile ground that we're <laughs> that WTF garden is growing in.
1: Mm 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 mm. So, um, well, let me think. Who was first? <laughs> I don't I, do we I no do even really need to go, go first. Sure, sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and this one comes by way of my uh, my beloved mother, who I was just talking to, and she mentioned this, so of course I had to look it up. I was like, this is fun. So, Florida legislature is poised to change the law to aid a DeSantis presidential run. Oh, so Ordinarily, most states, including Florida, has a law in place that if you are in an elected position and you want to run for president, you have to immediately resign whatever office you're holding at the moment you declare your intention to run. Right. The Florida legislature wants to change this to be able to allow DeSantos to keep his position as governor if he decides to run in 2024. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now the the law requires anyone running for a new office to put in what's called an irrevocable letter of resignation ahead of qualifying. If the terms of the two offices overlap. And again, if DeSantos uh, declares that he's going to run, which we'll hear about uh, again sometime in the next six months, eight months, however mm. long. Um, That'll mean he'll be only maybe maybe a year into his current term, which right. means he would have to resign his position and go full full fledged campaigning for president. But they are trying to change this law to allow him to stay governor while he runs for president. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> and DeSantos is still kind of like batting away the rumors that he's going to run at all. He's like, ah. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, we know. Just, just, just don't worry about it. But it's hilarious to me that, and I, and I had to ask the question, and I, I really should look this up. I had to ask the question: Has there ever been an instance that someone held a position, you know, a, uh, an elected position in government, like state government or federal, resigned it to run for president? lost the presidential race, and then turned around and tried to run again for that position when they were able to. I can't think of an instance that that happened. Yeah. It's kind of like going backwards. I ran for president and now I would like to be your city councilman. That's kind of backwards <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know. I, do you if know it, if the know. Florida legislature, is it a
0: year in session year round or is it only a part of the year legislature?
1: This I do not know. Cause
0: Because if it's a part of the year legislature, just say their term ends in May. So does that mean like the bill comes to him, though, say, I don't know, April 1st, April Fool's Day? um, (laughs) Because, you know, that as the governor, he would have to sign it. So is he going to combine the two, sign the new legislation where he can be governor and run for president at the same time? So he signs it and he's like, I'm running for president, boys. I mean, you're having the press conference. You might as well just combine them.
1: That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and not completely out of the realm for some of the more extremist Republicans across the country nowadays. Yeah. If they find something that they can exploit to their complete and utter advantage, they're going to do it. And then they'll find all sorts of ways to explain it away. Well, why can't we? We can, we can right. do what we want to. So, yeah, he can run for president and state governor. You know, that makes zero sense. Yeah. He can... I, that's typically,
0: I mean... Let's see, uh, uh, Michael Dukakis, though, because he was the governor of Massachusetts and he stayed governor when he ran against George H.W. Bush. So, Mm. but I do feel like you are correct. You are not doing your correct job as governor if you're focused on something else.
1: Especially as something as huge as a presidential campaign. Yeah. I, I I can't see you devoting as much energy and attention to your state as you should be. Yeah, It's just, I don't, I don't believe it's possible. It's sort of like, it's sort of like having 11 kids with, you know, five, five different women and then insisting that you're going to be a fully devoted parent. I mean, I just, I don't see it. I'm not there, (laughs) so I can't call the specifics. I'm just, I'm just throwing an opinion out there. So. Right,
0: right. Mm -hmm. I've had this weird thought of Ron DeSantis because, He always looks pissed off. Yeah. Always. Mm. And it has kind of occurred to me... Okay, everybody go with me here.
1: Mm.
0: You know that kid that, like, through elementary school and, say, middle school slash junior high was, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of a nerd and maybe picked on a little bit, but not like one of those kids that's just like completely bullied and has no friends, you know, has some friends, but still mildly bullied by the popular people. And then say like between going to middle school slash junior high into high school, they have like this growth spurt and then start hanging out with like one of the popular kids. And by the end of that next school year, because now he's popular, he's like the biggest dick amongst all the popular kids. The nerds, <laughs> right? That's Ron DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, rather than oh. rather than be like, you know what, oh, maybe man. we shouldn't make fun of these people because they're pretty nice. Because he was in that position, mm. he's just the
1: worst one uh, amongst them. I I I don't know. He just he really does. First of all, he's over tanned as I look at this picture of him. He's overly tanned. And that's not just because he's in Florida. I don't know. Right.
0: It. But I no. don't believe it. Anyway, that's just my thought on Ron DeSantis. He always looks pissed and he just sort of reminds me of that kid.
1: Yeah, he let the whole thing go to his head in a in an instant. Yeah. Now it's pretty much I can do what I want. Yeah. And as though somehow the struggle makes his story that much more palatable. I can do what I want because I earned it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You go ahead and keep thinking that, um, (laughs) good buddy. You go ahead and keep thinking that, uh, little Ronnie. Anywho, before I wrap up, though, I do want to put out there that my thoughts are with, and I hate to say it, the victims and the families involved in this latest spate of mass shootings. Um, the one at uh, up at UVA of the football players, the one in Colorado at the local club, and then the one most recently, uh, again, here in Virginia at the local Walmart.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. The Colorado Springs one really got me. My kids live in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. And and my youngest has friends that go to that club. Mm. Uh, So that whole thing just sort of hit home a little more for me because I get that I'm adjacent to that, but, you know. My daughter could have had friends that were there that night. She didn't, thankfully.
1: But Yeah,
0: and I've actually seen something from several people that are in the LGBTQ+, everyone knows I have trouble saying that, <laughs> um, community that are now uh, putting out their, hey, you know what? We need to start getting concealed carry licenses, and we need to be trained in how to use firearms. So I guess if you want to have restrictions put in place by conservatives, gay people starting to have guns would probably make them want to have some sort of, <laughs> you know, restrictions in place for the uh, <laughs> for the purchasing of guns because nothing makes. Conservative Republicans want to put gun legislation in place like communities they don't like wanting to have guns.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead and let's let's arm improperly trained marginalized communities. You'd be surprised how many uh, gun restrictions pop up at the federal level all of a sudden. Well, we need to stop. We need, really? Oh, yeah. oh, so the slaughter, the wholesale slaughtering of children wasn't enough for you. Gotcha. OK. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's
0: how it's gonna work.
1: Yeah. But, boy, no, that
0: was that was definitely. It it's just it's sad that it's not as horrible a deal as it should be because we've grown accustomed to it.
1: It's it is. It's just like again, like dear God. But I will take away, and I know it. It means pretty much next to nothing uh for those those folks that lost their lives and the families affected there in Colorado. But the fact that the gunman was subdued in the manner that he was, um, that rings out that rings out a little a min, a minute spark of 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 joy for me personally that they managed to stomp a mud hole in mm-hmm. his ridiculous yeah. ass. So there's that that's that's what I got that's what I got it's already you Jack it's already you <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, oh. so
0: my wtF and then it's this part is the wtF but it leads to a bigger thought is about perhaps the most intelligent person to have ever run for public office Herschel Walker and the recent comments he made about his son, Christian, who him and Christian don't get along. But this is a comment he made about his son, Christian. And I just think it's kind of, it's not cool, but it's still humorous what he said. But here's what uh, he said. This comes from uh, Newsweek slash the Huff Post. Um, when I delivered him, this is the quote, when I delivered him, he had this long old head. Walker said. No, seriously, you look like an alien. I told my wife, have your parents got some awful jeans and stuff?
1: Um, uh, uh-uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will admit, because there are people that say every every oh, is cute. That is not true. Some of them look like FDR or London Baines Johnson, which is fine when you're in your 60s looking like that, not when you're six days old. I get that. But generally I, speaking,
1: your kids are supposed to be beautiful to you. <laughs> I mean but to you, basically. <laughs> to you. But yes, you think it's a funny joke to sit up here and say, "You know, when you were born." Oh yeah. And I if I imagine he said things like that on the regular, not just to that son, but probably the other children that he has. And I think stuff like that probably just flies out of his mouth on the regular. and considering that, it's no wonder that he apparently has um or his his oldest son has a incredibly low opinion of him and yeah. really and really, the young man has an incredibly low opinion about everything, but that's another story <laughs> yeah,
0: christian Walker is <laughs> Christian Walker is by no means a I don't think decent person.
1: No, and it's you, sad that he to be so young and be so utterly ridiculous so soon. I mean, yeah, he, he could have waited at least until his early thirties, but no, I just yeah
0: <laughs> you you can be a victim and a perpetrator at the same time
1: <laughs> correct correct and 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 just the you know the handful of things that I've seen you know going off because the celebrity in line in front of you in Starbucks aggravated you and so you make a whole video about it i yeah yeah the boy the boy has has issues issues for sure and the whole
0: herschel walker running for senate thing just proves to you that in terms of the the republican right wing it is not about quality candidates it is solely about power oh yeah it is solely about power because there is no way in any multiverse that Herschel Walker should be a candidate for Senate. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All of, we all know about him. You know, he's assaulted his wives. He's, you know, a deadbeat dad. He's, he's physically threatened his wives. And, and they don't care because it's not about what's best for the country or the type of people that we put in office. It's about
1: power. It's literally about having a butt in the seat and an ability to claim or try to capture the vote of black conservatives by saying, look, we've got a black guy running as a Republican. And so if he's on board with us, nothing we say can be considered racist in any way whatsoever. Right. This is this is our this is our get out of. Bigotry free card right here. This guy right here. Never mind that he is, he's no one that, he's no one that most people want to know in real life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Also a Texas resident. But anyway.
1: um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) And
1: that's another story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And um, Kenyatta can tell you that what I'm going to say, I had, I wasn't, we discussed it beforehand. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was kind of an appropriate thing for you know me, a white fella, to, to say. It's something that I had kind of been thinking. And then I saw this guy on TikTok say the following summary of it. Basically, mm. is that the Republican Party, as we just said, is using Herschel Walker for that reason that Kenyatta just said, so that they get the get out of racism free card. Mm. But unfortunately, Herschel Walker... Kind of checks off all of the racist things that white conservatives say about uh, uh, black males: mm-hmm. violent, stupid, absentee father, athlete. And the guy's right. <laughs> that's that's why they like him. It's not. It's not like say with Ben Carson. Yes, because Ben Carson is a true believer in conservatism and all of that. But the Republicans never used Ben Carson. Herschel Walker is being used for what Kenyatta just said. But at the same time, he checks off all of the blocks that racists say that black males are and do. And that's um, that's probably the most disturbing part of it is is the way they're using him. (laughs) So they can be like, see, somebody checks off all of these things. They can overcome it.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Or in <laughs> in and, and now that we're talking about it here, I mean in, in a little bit more depth, it makes me think that because he checks off all these these he checks off the stereotypical black man bingo card let's just say. Yeah, that um, that's the perfect way yeah. to phrase it. <laughs> because he checks off these absolutely horrible and baseless stereotypes that have been Levied against black men over the years, and he's still in contention, just yeah. tells the rest of the Republicans that hey, we can basically do anything. If the presence of Trump and his quote unquote success wasn't enough, now they now they introduce us to this and saying, Look at this guy, he's yeah. all of these things, and you still are falling for it. It's just proving once again, over and over, that they can literally throw anybody at their base. And the base will be like, yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. And like, and, and they have the runoff coming up in a couple of weeks down there in Georgia for that spot. And it doesn't matter, technically, who wins it, because the Democrats do have control of the Senate, because that's what that race is for. But I still want Warnock to win, because anything else would be ridiculous and i I have a feeling and it's only a feeling because that's why I'm not a, a political analyst but I have a feeling that now now that the Democrats have won the Senate whoever turned out for Walker to vote for him in the the initial election won't be worried about turning out for the runoff because it's like oh well
0: yeah yeah maybe, I, maybe. it could be it's just so Raphael Warnock is just a a decent person. Yeah, <laughs> but that should be your start off point when you're going for a candidate. Are they a decent person? For Raphael Warnock, check.
1: <laughs> you can't you can you, go down from there. <laughs> you can't, and and so far as I know, Warnock doesn't have a quote unquote checker past, or we definitely would have heard about it by now.
0: Yeah, and I don't care what party you are, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, Green Party, you know, the schmutt party. I don't care. For me, if you have ever held a gun to your girlfriend or wife's head and threatened to kill her, that's an automatic disqualifier. If you've ever beat up your spouse. Automatic disqualifier. That's just me, though.
1: I mean, you have these standards that are absolutely impossible. How? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a radical leftist. Dear God, whatever will we do? Um,
0: <laughs> Who thinks that you should start at being decent? How dare you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But, but yeah, I, that, that's how I'm feeling about him. At, like I said, at this point, and just like I said, us just talking about it more here on you know, here live, so to speak, is that right. I just feel like it's just one more, one more uh, power play by the Republicans to say, look what we've served up for you today. Right. And my girl, my girl categories down there. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard it. This thing, friends, she's, <laughs> she's chatting again, but it's one more way for the Republicans to say, look, you know, we gave you the sentient uh, toxic waste bill for four years and he's still here now let's give you this let's us yeah. give you this which covers even more ground and if you agree with it that means you'll just you'll accept anything you'll literally accept yeah. anything yeah so yeah. the joke is really on the base the, the joke is on really on the republican base but do they realize that i don't i don't know what they're thinking when yeah. they look at someone yeah. like walker and be like that's a good idea i don't yes yes honey <laughs> I don't I don't understand why they're convinced that yeah he's he's good. Let's let's put him office. No. Let's not Yeah,
0: go. yeah, and uh, once again, can you can tell you I, I struggled over talking about this because of mm. who it's coming from. Herschel Walker is sort of going to be the Republicans Samuel L. Jackson and Django Unchained.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I the whole it's just wrong. <laughs>
1: I misses you like I miss a rock in my shoe. That's him. That's him all the way
0: around. Yeah. Woo. Um, I'm weak. Kinetta can tell you, I really struggled about (laughs) these talking points because I don't want to speak for you know a community that I'm not in.
1: (laughs) I mean, and the thing of it is, is this: it's there's a saying in the community that. All skin folk aren't folk, which basically means, mm-hmm, yeah, by, by and large, yeah, we can, black folks can root for anyone black. And, and most of the times we're good. But then there are ones that are just so, they're so far off the rails and out of line and completely abnormal, so to speak. Mm-hmm. No, you can't give them a pass just because they're black and Herschel Walker is one of those people to me and this is just my opinion I don't know there may be other other black folks that agree with me and there may be uh, white folks that agree with me or whoever there may be Republicans that agree with me who knows but I know in my opinion he's not ever going to be one that so I'm going to be like yeah I'm root for him because no 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 and my objection has never been about him being a Republican that's not it either <laughs> It's yeah. that he's absolutely and utterly useless for the office that he's trying to gain. And it's mm-hmm. nonsense. And, you know, knowing the real reason why he got put up there like a prized cow at the state fair. Oh, forgive me. <laughs> yeah. That's just it's just more obnoxious. It's its gross. It's gross. And I, And just to bring up something we talked about also offline just before this is that we're not even, you know, in our opinion, me and Jacks, we're not even sure that he knows to what extent he's being used. Or yeah. if he does, he doesn't care. He, maybe he just likes the attention. Maybe he just likes the idea that all these nonsense things that he's been saying all these months, somebody's actually listening to. Does, yeah. it, does, it, does it matter that people are laughing at him behind his back, in, including members of his own quote-unquote party? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Although
0: apparently maybe some of it has occurred to him recently, because I guess he was kind of ticked off at Trump's pack because uh, Trump's pack started doing campaign raising for Herschel Walker for the runoff. But the big joke is that Trump's pack gets ninety percent, and Herschel Walker only gets ten. So if you donate a hundred, Herschel's only getting ten of it. So I mean, huh. even even raising money for him, they're screwing him over. <laughs>
1: Yep. So, whether or not that occurs to him, or it has occurred to him, and somebody just talked him down, who knows? Who knows what what goes over, what goes on in that camp? Who knows? I don't want to be a fine the wall because I would probably just fall down unalive from all the toxicity in the room. But who yeah, knows? Yeah. Who knows? Oh so boy. I,
0: that's our that's our thoughts on. Herschel Walker, and while we let everybody absorb all of the brilliant and amazing commentary that Kenyatta and I just threw down, uh, we're going to go to an ad break real quick, and then we'll be back. Hey, listening friends, Jack here, and I would like to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, and that sponsor is Atlas. Atlas is a branding, web development, and content marketing agency as a business owner your day-to-day is uncharted enough from branding and web design to content marketing atlas will help you navigate this digital terrain with ease in today's world social media is a great tool however you need to have a concrete focused plan on how to use it and that's where atlas comes in atlas can help you navigate this modern digital world And on top of that, Atlas can also help you with traditional means of marketing. So if you would like to book your free consultation, please visit atlasokc.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-O-K-C dot com for your free consultation. And we're back. Hooray! Did you miss
1: us? Good. Great. We're ready to go. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, we definitely are. It in in a sense what we're going to talk about really ties into what we were just sort of talking about with uh Herschel Walker and the Republican Party. <laughs> it does sort of tie in there about using people. <laughs> mm-hmm. used. So that should be uh well hopefully hopefully we're able to make a an as in- an intelligent point as we did in the previous segment.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So get ready, listening friends, and buckle up.
0: Yes. And this would be that last week after the midterms, uh, this has started to come out. And this is also uh, from the Huffington Post. But it's been reported on by multiple sites. You can go and just Google this and you can find tons of articles about it. So... (laughs) evangelical figures who had previously supported Donald Trump are backing off now that he's announced a third bid for the presidency. And this guy that, I'm a, that they're about to quote is a evangelical preacher. Donald Trump can't save America, Mike Evans told the Washington Post. He can't even save himself. And it's, uh, Evans was part of the group of evangelicals who met with Trump at the White House and at one point gave him an award. So I think he might be in that sort of famous picture of all those evangelical pastors that are laying hands on Trump and praying on him. I have a feeling that he's one of those people. But now he takes the time to say he used us to win the White House. We had to close our mouths and eyes when he said things that horrified us. I cannot do it anymore. And then another evangelical preacher, Robert Jeffress, he's also not going to endorse him again. And his thing is the Republican party is headed towards a civil war that I have no desire or need to be a part of other than he would support Trump if he was the nominee for Republicans, but otherwise he wouldn't. And a lot of them are now going with uh, DeSantis, but some of the evangelicals want to go towards, I guess lean more towards Mike Pence because he's one of them. but. They did not support Trump. They used Trump just as much as Trump used him.
1: Oh sure. Definitely. He,
0: he
1: whether whether or not he'd acknowledge that is a different question. But yeah, sure.
0: It was it was it was mutual because they Trump, they sold themselves out to Trump, but Trump also sold himself out to them. Because for Trump, it was always about power. So he never really cared about policies. So if this is the policy I have to use and run with to get these people to vote for me, fine. At the same time, all of these evangelical preachers, to get the things they wanted to get passed, were willing to overlook, you know, well, this list is longer than with Trump longer than we could have in the time left for this podcast all of the things they were willing to overlook all of that for power and control
1: mhm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. sure you know so sure. they didn't drop Trump after he you know tried to end our government with an insurrection and become a dictator and still an election that didn't bother them you know grab him by the p word didn't bother them. Hmm. Wow, well, I just censored myself. That's. Ooh, um, that's no, that's, that's called
1: gross. Go ahead.
0: Right? <laughs> having having sex with a porn star while your wife is pregnant with your kid didn't bother them. Paying off said porn star to be quiet didn't bother them. Going to Epstein's island didn't bother them. Hmm. But. It turns out people aren't going to vote for Trump endorsed candidates in the midterm. Now we have to let them go. That just tells you it was all about power and nothing else.
1: Power well, control. yes, absolutely. I, mm, how do I articulate this? I mm, this is difficult. I'm gonna have to I'm have to roll over what I, I want to say to this in my in my mind. So so continue, continue because I. Uh, the enorm- the enormity of, if I may, if I may go Oswald Bates on on you guys, listening friends, the enormity of the fallacy of this endeavor is flabbergasting, to say the most least, indefinitely. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was, oh. it's sort of about, you know, his, his run. I was listening to a thing and a pundit said something that I hadn't, hadn't thought of. And someone asked, would Trump be willing to, because they were talking about if Trump does not get the nomination for the Republican party, will he run as an independent? And a lot <laughs> of pundits are saying yes. And so somebody asked this one pundit, and it's someone that kind of, I guess, knows Trump or knew Trump. And they said, yeah, but would he be willing to destroy the Republican Party to become president again? And the person's response was, he was willing to destroy democracy in our country to remain president. So do you think that he gives two craps about (laughs) destroying the Republican Party? No. No. It's all about power for him. And it's too bad all of these evangelicals saying, oh, I don't know, 2015 didn't recognize this. Oh, that's right. It was about power for them, too.
1: Oh, sure. And I don't I guess I'm at a loss why they ever felt like they needed to throw their backing to Trump at all, because I don't recall at any particular point, even before he threw his his dirty bum hat into the presidential ring. I don't remember an instance at any point, really that Trump even declared himself a religious man of, of any means at all. Yeah. yeah. Like where did you get the idea from that he upheld Christian values? What? What? Yeah. He he's the
0: antithesis (laughs) of Christian values. Well, you know, a big part of the person to blame. uh, And if you haven't seen the documentary on Hulu about Jerry Falwell, the cuck, Jerry Falwell Jr. Mm. And his, uh, Liking to watch his uh, wife with pool boys.
1: Oh my god! Um, well, I mean, they all admit it. <laughs> they do. They do. I read an ex- I read an excerpt from the book that the pool boy wrote, and um, I was simultaneously intrigued and disgusted. So,
0: yeah, I on, think because Falwell mm-hmm. was the first evangelical to back Trump, and I mm-hmm. think it's he wanted to do kind of a repeat of his father. Fowwell mm-hmm. Sr. was one of the first people, I guess it was about 77, 78, that recognized that he backed Ronald Reagan
1: uh-huh. and,
0: mm-hmm. you know, had founded the, uh, the moral majority, silent majority, whatever you want to call that. But that whole thing was started by Fowell Sr. They backed Reagan instead of the actual evangelical Jimmy Carter. And I think, I think Jr. wanted to be quote unquote, a kingmaker like his dad was. Because he had, you know, Liberty University was this little small thing, and he turned it into this giant you know, university, even though it is incredibly toxic. Incredibly uh-huh. toxic. If uh-huh. you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, go down the Liberty University Jerry Falwell Sr., Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> a rabbit hole, because that is some toxic, toxic stuff. And he wanted to be a kingmaker, and he became a kingmaker, and he gave other evangelicals permission to like this candidate that is everything they don't believe in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because in 2016, there were plenty of other candidates that were evangelical that were running that they could have endorsed.
1: I mean, I don't even know that they had to be necessarily evangelical or declare you know, any strenuous belief in any any sort of religion at all. There were a lot of candidates that were just a better moral character, obviously, than Trump. And, you know, you can have a moral center without being religious. So, well, yeah, <laughs> there was a heap of other people that they could have backed if they were really about what they claimed to have been about. But as we know, over the years and by demonstrated by a slew of evangelical TV preachers, I'll call them. We know better. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that it's kind of weird that the the, the gang of them are saying that the evangel yeah evangelical say it for me
0: evangelical. Thank you.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's what that friends are for. Thank you. The church is saying we're all about this, this, that, and the third. But then, yeah, we know about all these other peaches that have done, quote, unquote, dirt, and that's putting it mildly, over the years. So when you think about it, Trump did align with their secret platform, but not the public (laughs) one. (laughs) Maybe that was the appeal. I don't know. I'm still baffled by it seven years later. I'm still baffled by... Why they got together and whatever meetings they have and said, yeah, Trump is a good idea. Mm?
0: Yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about that. That is actually uh, an excellent thought that they recognize that Trump is at his core, the basis of their core beliefs. Yeah. Because people don't know that the reason private Christian schools exist is because evangelicals didn't want their kids going to school with, uh, with black kids. And so in the South, they started these private Christian schools, not talking about private Catholic schools like they have in the Northeast. That is an entirely separate thing.
1: Mm-hmm. These
0: mm-hmm. You know, little tiny schools affiliated with the church that have like 30 kids going to them. That was all started by white races evangelicals that don't want their kids going to school with black kids. And the whole reason they became anti-abortion had nothing to do with abortion because evangelicals were cool with it at first. They shifted because they realized we can't put this, this is the reason why, you know, the racism part. So they hid it behind abortion rights and saying, we're trying to save babies when actually their goal was this other thing. And they recognized I think, like you're saying, Trump at his core is what their core is that was never said out loud.
1: Yes. So, I just, I, I can't, commentary. thank you. I, I, get, I get those from time to time. <laughs> it just, it just occurred to me, I, like I said, I have been looking, you know, not actively, but every time I'll see a story about the church having some, some statement about something and, and it involves Trump, I'm like, but why, but how? but and then it'll occur to me, and I'll sit there with it for a minute, and then I'll move on to the next thing. so all this time, I'm like, how did they think that was a good idea, And that's the only thing that that comes to mind. He appeals to their their secret identity collectively. I don't know it's a very yeah. it's a very weird thing to consider, but I just what was the, what's the saying once you eliminate the impossible? the only thing that remains is the truth, no matter how improbable. I, I, yeah, I don't...
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> no I agree with you. And to be honest, there are probably... I, obviously, I don't know the percentage. There are probably a decent number of evangelical leaders that don't realize how this certain movement started.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I get that. But there are others that completely know and they're 100% no. And those are the people that back Trump. Mm-hmm. And you have... People have to realize Trump made it okay to be a horrible person again.
1: hmm hmm I agree. I agree. And to, to add to that, it I mean, they've always been there, obviously. There's just in certain periods in, in history that they've been allowed to come out and be more free in their hatred. You know, there's hate on your mm-hmm. heart, let it out. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, there's certain stretches of time depending on, quote unquote who's in charge that they can come out and say everything they want to say because the people at the top are saying the same thing and they kind of, they kind of went underground, you know, at least for, I would say Obama's first term, maybe even, maybe even near the end of Clinton because it was terribly quiet during Bush junior years ish. And then, you know, here comes Barack Obama. so
0: involved with, the aftermath of nine one one at the time and
1: being in an the, the wars, and yeah, yeah, that stuff. That's probably why. And Barack Hussein Obama appears and gets elected, and people start rumbling. And then he goes to his first term, and then he gets reelected, and all of a sudden, here they come, and you know, and with more force than ever. And then, yeah. you know, twenty sixteen happens, and they're like, "Yes, we are vilified." Yes, we knew we had a point all along. Look at this guy. He's our hero. Did you re- did you really think so? Because he cares nothing about any of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> and that that's just it, too. All of these, like, the everyday common Joe are backing him. And it's like, you're aware that he hates you, right? He's just grifting from you. He mm-hmm. hates you. Mm-hmm. Trump is a man that will screw people over without even thinking about it. There are so many cases of him going to buy property because he wants to put a golf course in. And the way he hoses these people over is insane. And he'll like agree to say buy a property for $500,000. And then when, shit, you know, he won't, And then it changes. And he is so known for not paying people that in New York City, there is an unwritten rule in the catering community. That nobody will take a job from the Trump organization or a Trump family member unless they are paid
1: upfront. He has the ability or had had the ability, you know, while he was a quote unquote businessman at those times, that if any of those people complained and said, F you pay us, he'd be like, no, nah, I'm they taking you to her. court. And then he would tie them up for years and years and years with lawsuits about how he wasn't going to pay a dime. And those people would eventually go bankrupt or lose their businesses or just got yeah. so fed up with it, they'd drop it. Yeah. Well, that's, that was, he, that's his whole thing.
0: Like, say the catering thing. bill's 100K. Yeah. For wealthy people, that's not uncommon as somebody sure. that used to be in the food service industry. But he would then, when it's over and they'd get the bill for the 100K, just send them 50K. He'd be like, send them 50K. And they're like, well, that's not the whole bill. And he's like, yeah, but it's going to cost them more than the 50K I'm not paying them to get that 50K. So they're not mm-hmm. going to fight it. And how many people has he destroyed that way? But he likes the common man. Oh, he's abusing you. He likes you because you can be—you're a sucker.
1: Think about the old West. Back in the day when they had those stra- those traveling uh, shows, where Still the guy assessment. would thank you, you're and they right. would go from town to little town. And they'd set up shop and they'd have, you know, some weird oddity on display or they'd be selling potions and formulas to regain, you know, regain your youth to regrow your hair or, you know, fix those manly issues or whatever, whatever. And it would be nothing but sugar water. That's what he's been selling. Yeah. These sugar waters. And he goes from town to town in his raggedy little carriage and says, look what I have for you. And he 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 appeals to. In his rhetoric, he appeals to, like you said, the everyday Joe. I'm here for you. You know, I know what you're feeling. I'm gonna get you those cold jobs back, <clears throat> et cetera, et cetera. Knowing full well he is never gonna deliver it on not a damn thing. And they still they're still falling for it. Yeah. And I think we I think we probably mentioned in an earlier episode, the the black magic seems to be wearing off some. Yep. But how fast? You know what I'm saying? How, how much yeah. longer we have to actually deal with him as a serious entity? How how can you
0: not have the disconnect of he has this pack? We're sending in, you know, five, 10, 30, 40, $50, whatever. And this is a man who there are multiple things of him talking about. The great thing about me is I'm rich. I'm fabulously rich. But okay, you're rich. Why aren't you paying your legal fees? Why is your pack paying for it? So all these people are sending in their hard-earned money and you know a lot of people living to paycheck to paycheck are supporters of his and sending in even five bucks is probably more than a you know they could use that five bucks for something else and they're paying for his legal fund you're rich dude pay for it yourself
1: but he's like why should i have to because i have all these people that love me yeah they be- they believe in me they support me so why should i and
0: then he and then he uses it to buy a new a new jumbo jet that doesn't
1: issue huh. you he, but, he used he used that to wallpaper to re wallpaper, you know, one of the dining rooms at Mar-a-Lago, or whatever. Yeah, evangelicals have been paying for people to
0: get private jets for a long time. When you consider the televangelist industry, but true. Yeah, he is he is not about the common man, but he was smart enough to realize that he could. Um, and I don't. This sounds maybe bad for
1: certain groups, but he weaponized the bubba. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna write that down. (laughs) I said that before because it it has come up again, and it needs to keep coming up because it's fabulous. So, weaponizing the book,
0: yeah, and it just (laughs) it bugs me. I have Donald Trump did not come out of his ivory tower to help the common man, as a lot of Trump supporters argue, and they're like, "Well, he didn't have to run for president. You know, he was rich. He gave up a lot of money to run for president." You realize that. Ninety-nine percent of the people that have run for president since the fifties are rich. Mm-hmm. George W. Bush owned the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. People on, you know, food stamps—that not that—that's what it is anymore. But SNAP benefits—they mm-hmm. don't own professional baseball teams. Uh-uh. No, people no. that have twenty million dollars. Don't own professional sports teams. There is like a minimum amount of cash you have to have to own a professional sports team. George Bush mm-hmm. sold his ownership of the Rangers to run for president.
1: Right? So this is, you know, this is not a, you know, a casual undertaking, let's say. Yeah. Mitt Romney,
0: he's richer than Trump. And we know this because he actually released his tax returns. I'm I miss Mittens. I do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I say that, I say that tongue in cheek because I remember when he was in it, he used to drive me crazy. And I say, you know, all these years I miss Mittens. I do. He just pretty much disappeared.
0: <laughs> yeah. Senator Mittens I mean, now. But
1: Senator Mittens. But um, who else had money? Um, John Kerry. Cause John he was Carey married. Money. To- He's part of the yeah. freaking Heinz fortune. Thank you. They had money and they still had to raise money. It's not a casual endeavor. So, like yeah. you said, it's like he doesn't, you know, Trump the dump did not and does not care about using his own money. Why should I? Why should yeah, I? Why can't I just. For it. It's kind of sad that he's still sad and predictable that he still employs the same tricks that he did before he ran in yeah. trying to legally beat people into the submission. With all these stupid lawsuits that him and his team came out with after the 2020 elections and still do. Oh, you know he God. he filed fought, he fought a lawsuit so he doesn't have to uh, to testify in front of um, the Jan 6 committee. like what what? what?
0: Yeah, I thought you did nothing wrong and when you've done nothing wrong, you
1: don't have anything to worry about No you know but again, I don't it's still like I said it's still going to baffle me to an extent. I guess maybe I've added a little clarity as far as you know my opinions are concerned. but it's still going to baffle me how the evangelical church ever co-signed on it ever yeah and and like i said unless it's just a backwards way of them acknowledging yes we're everything that the rumors say that we are but we don't care Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. because just like trump our supporters will still keep giving us money so yeah. why, why why do we have to change anything yeah because <laughs> there were there were better horrible people that they could have
0: put in (laughs) in 2016. People still horrible, but better than Trump. Less horrible than Trump.
1: (laughs) Hey, Ted. horrible.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, if you're willing to sell out what you believe are your moral compass of, you know, Christianity and all of that, to support that person, you have, you don't give a crap about what, you know, the stated goal of Christianity is. It's just about power for you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, it, I'll always remember, unfortunately, but vividly, when, you know, Dump Truck decided to go and stand in front of the church holding an upside down Bible.
0: Yeah. that may, after you that had may, people
1: gassed. Sure. That may have been really the only time I had seen him ever really connected with anything remotely religious. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The only time Donald Trump has ever called out to God is when he was with Stormy Daniels.
1: Duke.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You know I'm right.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I cannot. No. <laughs> no.
0: But, yeah, I uh, I just, as you said earlier, the audacity of supporting somebody that is the antithesis of what you believe. Yeah. And all of the stuff that he did as president, all of it, it. from what you knew before he was president. And then what happened afterwards to still support him in 2020, because they should have dumped him then. And then all of the stuff since he lost the election, because they all know all, all of his claims are bullcrap. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother him. All of the other stuff that he had did or done did not bother him. But they, can't, they don't win midterms. And now all of a sudden they don't want to support him. Y- y'all are hypocrites on a colossal scale. And colossal is not even the right word. <laughs> colossal plus mega colossal so it's, it's really just disgusting and there's well it's already happening with the church but there is going to be an account they are going to have to face being accountable for what they've done in the future and history is not going to look kindly upon them during this time frame at all
1: <laughs> no so since we're since As we've been talking, I was just curious as to how many public declarations the Evangelical Church has made for the candidates for this past midterm election. <laughs> Would you know? Can you guess who one of them is?
0: Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw some names out there. Uh, Greg Locke.
1: Kenneth Copeland. Perhaps. We were just talking about him earlier.
0: Fowell Jr. Uh, that <laughs> point, I've already forgot from earlier. So many.
1: <laughs> it would be the one and only
0: Herschel Walker. Oh, oh yeah, you know, I he did. He spoke at the uh, twenty twenty
1: Republican convention, did he not? Apparently, in this article I just pulled. Yeah, um, this is back from October, obviously before the midterm elections, but um, Walker made an appearance that um, at First Baptist Atlanta, which is a prominent Southern Baptist church. And the pastor there, Anthony George, spoke words of, uh, you know, blessing over Mr. Walker. Mm. And then the pastor invited people to the front to pray for him hmm yeah that's interesting to come across that at this particular moment and not surprising yeah surprising and not surprising because I'm like i said if in in because if they've endorsed trump for so long it stands to reason it tracks that they'd support someone like walker and and guys like him less less dumb But still incredibly fallible regardless. Yeah. So it's so, so gross. So I'll be, it's not like I'm going to take an active interest, but out of the side of my eye, I'll just pay attention to who the church decides to put their stamp of approval on as we make our way to 2024. This should be interesting. It'll definitely
0: be split probably between Pence and DeSantis and Mm -hmm. um. If I could do a quick aside, I am sick and tired of all of these frickin senators and congressmen that are being called to with a subpoena before Congress or the courts that absolutely are not doing it. In my belief, when you raise your hand and take that oath of office and it says that you are going to, you know, uphold the Constitution, testifying when you get subpoenaed is part of that oath, in my opinion. No, that's one. Part two, when the House, now controlled by Republicans, starts all of their little committees and they start subpoenaing Democrats. If I were a Democrat, I'll go, I'll do that, you know, when you testify before this January 6th committee or the court. Oh, you Mm -hmm. didn't, and it's no longer there. So guess what? I'm not going to testify. F (laughs) you. I'm sorry.
1: I thought you were getting the Lindsey Graham.
0: (laughs) F 2 Anyway, (laughs) yeah, that... You know, Mike Pence, in my opinion, to say that Congress has no right to his testimony automatically should disqualify him from ever holding any kind of office again. And that includes dog catcher because, no, Congress is entitled to your testimony. It's not unprecedented. Go give it. Why would you why would you why would you cover for a dude that had no problem with people wanting to hang you?
1: Yeah, I watched I want how was it 60 Minutes? Some interview he did recently. Um, and I want to say it's 60 minutes. I could be wrong. That was, that was the show back in the day. It still is really. But, um, he did an interview where the interview was like, you know, how'd you feel about, uh, how he screwed you? Pence was like, hmm, you know, like he was real careful to choose his yeah, words. Cause he know? doesn't and want to take boy, off MAGA. I, it's like, dude, do, they already
0: tried to hang you. They don't care about you.
1: Yeah, it's like, who are, who are you trying to soft pedal for? And you're right, it probably is for the base. But for as much as I just didn't care about Pence, like honestly, I had to be reminded on the regular during Trump's term that Pence was the vice president. As much as I didn't really care about that guy one way or the other, um, I really hope he's seeking therapy. Because that's not funny. <laughs> I'm 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 serious. No, this is not. This is right. not me necessarily evoking sympathy because you know he signed up to be on that on that circus. But the fact that people were literally hunting you down and calling out for you by name, yeah. and your president was like, eh, "If it happens, yeah, he it happens. deserves it. If, if, if it happens, dies, yay." Or the quote was it, Rocky Four? If he dies, he dies. I'm right. not wishing death on anybody, but that's what it sounds like. He literally sounds like. Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. What? Yeah. What?
0: I've been baffled by this for years. I'll be baffled by it probably for the rest of my life. But Correct. There's there's no excuse for this. And if there was ever, if evangelicals ever wanted to make people agnostic, their support of Trump has probably been the number one reason for that over the last six years. And I am not kidding. If you go and find people that have deconstructed, the Church's support of Trump is like in the top five reasons of how people's deconstruction from religion started
1: well here's here's the funny part you say that I think for some in some cases the reverse is probably true. the fact that Trump has managed to make it this far and he might be under investigation and blah 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 for a multitude of things the fact that he's still a free man may just reinforce some people's faith
0: that yeah. <laughs> You're also right about that. <laughs> and also, Don, let me tell you the reason you keep losing in court. It's not because all of these judges are against you. It's because the United States law is against you. Mm. And I know that you don't believe that the law applies to you because you've never been held accountable for your many crimes. You're being held accountable for it now. But this is why you keep losing in court is because you have no standing legally and you broke the law. And then Ooh. you're so stupid, you admit it all on freaking Truth Social.
1: Yeah. That's a special kind of fool. I just...
0: These will be the easiest guilty verdicts ever. They just read the law and then they show his Truth Social thing, blurb, of him admitting that he broke the law. <laughs> Super easy. The only The one that would be the most difficult is the... Lying about the you know value of stuff for getting bank loans and taxes. Mm-hmm. That that one you can't. He doesn't tweet about that stuff.
1: Oh sure, sure. Why would he? Because yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of those things that there's more paper, you know, to back up claims. what does that matter? What does
0: that matter? Yeah, and to be like, no, it it's not about if he declassified classified information the law he broke is that as president everything gets turned over to the archives there's no such thing as personal i mean there is but it's like a limited thing and you have to go through a certain deal with the archives just having anything he, he could have had a menu from something then that could be considered you know that's the law he broke he submitted it if they wanted it back all they had to do was ask well they did like seven times
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, um, listening, friends, I think we're we're coming up on the end. So I do want to share uh one additional little thing, which has absolutely nothing to do with all we've talked about, but it's a rest in peace moment uh for a celebrity that has passed away. It was yes. reported just just earlier today. Irene Kara, uh, singer and actress extraordinaire, has passed away at the age of 63. It's really young. Yeah. Um, she's, she's best known, well, to most people, um, as a singer, first and foremost. And she um, sang the title track from a couple of 80s classics movies. Uh Flashdance, the song's called Flash Dance, Oh, with a Feeling, and also in fame the movie about a performing arts school in New York City. And she won Oscars, or excuse me, Grammys for um, her song in Fame. And then um, another Grammy for the Flashdance song and an Academy Award for Best Original Song and the 1983 awards show. So she cool. was prolific. I mean, prolific. School, not her dying. Yeah, very prolific um, as an ashes She starred in, I want to say, with the 1978 Movie called Sparkle, where she plays one of three singing sisters looking for stardom, and which was remade in 2012, if I remember. Yeah, right. is that
0: the what is it, Jennifer? That's Dreamgirls. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I mean, they're both kind of loosely based on the story of the Supremes, from what I've heard. But it's yeah, Dreamgirls is was Sparkle different. the Mariah Carey one. No, that was Glitter, and that was horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I sat through it, so you guys don't have to. Um,
0: Clearly, that's watch. a genre of movies that I don't watch.
1: <laughs> I mean, get into it. There's, there's, there's something to it. They are enjoyable. But Sparkle, I'm um, sorry, let me correct myself. It was 1976. Um, and it had the songs "Giving Him Something He Can Feel," which is an outstanding uh, love song. I've always enjoyed it, and it was redone in 2012. And that turned out to be Whitney Houston's last movie performance. So, rest in peace to Irene Cara. She was she was a talent. And it's it's I'm sad to see her. I'm sad to see her Yeah, past.
0: Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the worst parts about getting up to the age we are. All of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the people that, you know, were adults and popular in music or acting or whatever. It's just the, one of the worst parts about getting old, that and not being able to, you know, get out of bed without tearing a ligament or something.
1: Having to stop and pause and make sure everything is in working order before you stand yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, here we are again, um, having come to the end of a another episode, which we have enjoyed, as we always do. Listening friends, we thank you for hanging out with us for another hour and change. And while we love what we do, a little support never hurts. Uh, we like the kind of support that jingles, but we prefer the kind that folds. So you can <laughs> you can support us by visiting anchor.fm backslash john-robertson39 backslash support. And the reason why the address is that way is because Jack has also a solo podcast under the same network and all donations will be applied accordingly. So we thank you for your support. And if you are not listening to his solo podcast, Musings of an ADD Mind, shame on you. Yes. That's all I have to say. So.
0: Yes. And I hope everybody enjoyed hearing from uh, Kenyatta Senior. <laughs> also known as Victor or her dad Um, it was was my pleasure to talk to your dad about his career in the Air Force and Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was very uh, informative and uh, the thing that came off is you could tell that your father was very pleased and happy with his service in the Air Force yeah uh, obviously he did it for thirty years. You don't stick around for thirty years if it's something you hate.
1: yes, um,
0: but uh, the air force in our country is definitely better off knowing that uh, your dad you
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: was in that and um, i I also just greatly love that he filled in some gaps in my dad's career in the Air Force that I didn't know about, and I can't yes. ask my dad and that was really kind of cool and I mm-hmm uh thanks to victor for coming on that show and for my show and talking to me for uh you know a little over an hour and change because mm-hmm. it was definitely my
1: pleasure to have him on so, indeed thank you victor indeed and i will I'm, I'm sure he knows but i'll pass the word along to him because i've i've been remiss there's certain there's certain podcasts that i like to listen to in my whole attention. And that episode in particular was one of them. So I just been able to listen to it, and um, I loved it. I loved the the whole episode. Y'all y'all had a um, a real good conversation going. So definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you can find that that particular episode. It's the one previous to this one on our podcast, and also initially was a an episode on Jack's series on veterans on musings of add mind and again if you were not listening to that shame on you so yes. otherwise though listening friends <laughs> thanks for hanging out we yes. will see you same time same batman robin channel Does that makes sense doesn't matter all right, we'll see you next time <laughs> bye As always, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review, hit that like button, and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is valuable, and we welcome it. If you would like to contact, connect with, or just want to see what we talk about between episodes, You can find us on Facebook under our podcast name, on Instagram at K-A-Y-A-N-D-J-A-Y-S-T-W, our website, podpage.com slash Kenyatta dash Jack dash save dash the dash world or email at k.j.savetheworld@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you would like to learn about and contribute to our chosen charities, you can do so at Service Dog Project at ServiceDogProject.org and Black Women's Health Initiative at bwhi.org. Kenyatta and Jack Save the World is a product of HyperFocus Podcasts.